0: Welcome to Think Millennial. I'm your best co-host, Matt, and here is Ben. Thanks, that, Ray. Right that's up. awesome, yeah. That's <laughs> great.
1: Um, and we're going to a day in the life segment with Kyle Coin of a coin roofing.
0: And I wish we'd-
1: um he's gonna be showing us around the job site today. And he's gonna show us kind of a little bit about what separates a coin roofing from the competition. So thank you for having us today, Kyle. We're yeah, excited to be here. For,
2: thanks for coming out and joining us and be my pleasure to show you what we're all about here and how we do things on a day-to-day basis. Awesome. Sounds good. Let's go. All right.
1: Kyle, what's what's going on with this
3: machine?
2: Okay. So this is our Equipter RB4000. This is kind of our secret weapon when it comes to residential re-roofing and property protection. As far as I know, we're still the only company within a hundred kilometer radius that has one of these pieces of equipment. So some of the features of this is it's self-drivable. So if you look around here, you can see we're nowhere near the driveway. We're in between trees. We can drive this machine safely across the property without causing any damage. And it allows us to contain the debris and capture the debris from all areas of the roof. So it eliminates my guys running back and forth across the entire roof. It prevents drop debris. It just generally helps keep the job site cleaner and more efficient. So a couple of the other features it has are um, hydraulic stabilizers and it has a hydraulic lift on it so it can reach a height of approximately 12 feet to the bottom wow. of the bin when it's fully extended and it can do that holding a load of 4,000 pounds so not only can we capture the debris we can actually use it to lift shingles up to the roof as well yeah. and do so safely.
4: Ah,
1: right
2: on. Yeah so if you want yeah. I'll fire it up and I can yeah. just kind of show you some of the range of motion that it cool. has. Um, I'm not going to dump it right now because it is full (laughs) of garbage, but it is, it's capable of dumping from any position that it can reach, whether it's fully extended or in its drivable position. And we can just maneuver it right to the truck, hook it up to the truck on the spot and just go from there.
1: Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: So I'll just show you kind of the range of motion and then I'll take it over back towards the driveway. Cool. Sounds good. Okay, so most importantly, we always have to put the stabilizers down when we're using any of the lifting positions, we want to make sure that it's balanced and that it's prevented from any kind of a tip over or any other kind of uh, mechanical failure, so I'll fire it up and just kind of show you the range of height that it has. So this is the fully extended position, so it lets us get closer to the roof deck where the debris is being thrown from, so basically the closer you get to where your guys are working, the less chance there is of debris being dropped or a mess being made, and it just helps us to move this debris from the far end of the house to the dump trailer as efficiently as we possibly can. so now we have it safely lowered the outriggers have been lifted and now it's ready to drive so now I can maneuver it back around the property and yeah take it to the dump trailer so that the material can go to the
0: dump from there. So
1: Kyle uh, what kind of other services do you offer other than like beyond shingles on a roof?
2: Well we do a wide variety of roofing repairs, so we do things like replacing blown off shingles, locating and correcting leak issues, um, basically just troubleshooting with roofs. Yeah. We do some small residential flat roofing applications, so basically anything to do with your a roof on your home, we can take care of it. Another product that we specialize in is the sun tunnels right. and skylights from Velux, so I know skylight replacement and installation is typically a it's a touchy subject with a lot <laughs> of homeowners. They're known for having a lot of problems, so most people are leery about them or yeah. sometimes looking to remove them altogether. But that natural daylight can add significant value to your home, so having it done correctly is, you know, worthwhile. Yeah. It's a little more costly to have a good quality skylight put in and put in by a properly certified installer, yeah. but at the end of the day it keeps that natural light in your home and just Brings that value, and you know, it's just nice to not sit in the darkness. So, um, <laughs> the sun tunnels are a great solution for bathrooms, closets, hallways yeah. basically, places where you can't get a traditional window, like an interior bathroom, or where the room's maybe not quite big enough to have mm-hmm. a skylight and to have that big opening in the ceiling. But the sun tunnels are relatively cost effective, we can install them in under two hours from start to finish, and there's no wow. required interior finishing yeah. afterwards. We do the whole thing from top to bottom. That's the skylights are a little more time and labor involved, and there's a lot more interior finishing. Mm-hmm. You have the insulation, the drywall, the vapor barrier. But you know, both bring the daylight in, and yeah. you know, make your living space that much more enjoyable. And we're a certified installer for the Velux products. Yeah. We're one of the only ones in the in the Brant County area, so our workmanship is not only backed by ourselves, but also by the manufacturer, because we've done their proper training courses to ensure that we're doing the products to their proper standards, so. Awesome, great,
1: thank you. not a problem. Well, Kyle, thank you for your time this morning. Really appreciate you showing us around the job site today. Um, Thank you for for having us.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming out. It was nice to show you guys what we're all about and how we do things differently from our competitors, and yeah, thanks for having us on
1: the show. Thank you. A coin roofing, best roof for your coin.
0: Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Thanks, Matt Johnnyak from Fat Panda Studios for shooting
1: that. That was that was an awesome time. I really enjoyed that. Um, after after the break, we're gonna have Greg Horton of the Casual Athlete and Kyle Coyne of Acorn Roofing are both gonna join us in studio. Thank you.
0: brought to you by Rogers AnyPlace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyPlaceTV.com.
3: Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. If you love fantasy
5: football, make game time decisions with Gabe Marente, your source for the most thorough gridiron breakdown on
6: television. We have the best guests. You would probably bet on that. The sharpest cappers. I don't care what the
3: coach's record is overall.
6: And the finest minds in football. His name is Iron Mike Ditka. Game time decisions is live weekdays only on the Fantasy Sports Network, the first and only channel for expert fantasy advice and analysis, twenty four seven. Get the Fantasy Sports Network as part of the Rogers Super Sports Pack. Order through your remote on channel four fifty. Hi, I'm here with Louise
4: Porter. Oh, I need help with my pressure cooker.
6: The first dish that we're going to do is we're going to do a blade roast. It's great done in pressure cooker because it needs time. On, and in just a minute, this the safety valve is going to pop up and it did just like so. Magic! So, we're just going to take our little piece here, and it's just oh, yeah, pieces are breaking off already. This is what's so great about this. Oh, it falls apart. Mm-hmm. One more piece because I know you're really hungry. Bye. <laughs>
0: Welcome back and welcome to the show, Greg Horton from the Casual
5: Athlete. Well, thanks, guys. It's uh, it's absolutely a pleasure to be here. I'm very very excited. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Matt. Like this is great. <laughs> this is great. We're <laughs> yeah. happy to have you
1: here. Yeah. And also we've Big got Kyle Coin um, in the studio as well. Thank you for having us out to your job site on uh, just this past week. That was awesome. Really Yeah. Thanks it for
2: uh, thanks for coming out and seeing how we do things yeah. and seeing some of the equipment yeah. that we have and. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Blew thank. me away
1: when you just drove away in the equipped Yeah. You just hopped on it, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden you just started. I thought you meant we were going to go get a trailer or go get a vehicle to come get it. Oh, I no, no, no. That. We're going to take the trailer right to yeah. the
0: vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that was really cool. So. And yeah. thank you for keeping my little cousin safe. Nana appreciates yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard hat.
7: Safety first. <laughs> yeah, safety first.
1: Um, Greg, uh, so casual athlete. Why, how did you come,
5: like, why the casual athlete? I love it when people phrase it as why the casual athlete not not what or how Mm -hmm. because really it it is a passion and it is something that uh, came from a place of great challenge Mm -hmm. and great ambition Um, why the casual athlete is because I was in a point in my life where I had run into a situation where everything that I had planned up to had come out from underneath of me Um, at the same time I had a um, spinal injury I I broke my L5 I I got a nice little crack right down and shook my spinal cord pretty good and ended up on the couch for uh, a couple months Um, gained a lot of weight a lot of bad things was happening a lot of kind of toxicity was going on in my life and um, a lot of it was personal too Um, I talk a lot in my job about how a person is made up of three things they got uh, the mind the body Mm -hmm. and the spirit and the spirit is your your deepest motivation when you're injured the body gets taken away from you. Everything that biologically you could do before, it's not the same anymore, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then that starts to affect what you know. I used to know I could do this, and mm-hmm. I used to know I can do that, but now I, I don't know. So you have two of those three things being taken away from you. Anytime two of those three things are taken, the third one mm-hmm. goes too. So the last thing to go was my spirit. And eventually I got to this point where I had just agreed with myself I'm broken, and I'm disabled, and I'm not able to do these things. Fortunately, um, I made a big recovery through aquafit, <laughs> and I met yeah. the most amazing people there that inspired me to continue on with my own fitness journey. Um, I had been through fitness journeys up to up to that point before, but it was always this really unhealthy thing. You know, it was always going way too far, way too much, not enough knowledge, not enough inspiration to keep it going long term. Um, after that... After that injury, and after uh, a bit of work with uh, with a major gym in London, um, I realized that I could do I could do more. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I got to a point where I left, and that's when the casual athlete yeah. was born. <laughs> um, I had worked up to that point with people who were recovering from cancer, people who were recovering, uh, or and coping with uh, fibromyalgia, and you, you name it, you name it. And that's what is helping in the pool. But I, I wanted to help more. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to be a drill sergeant, I didn't want to be in someone's face, and having gone through my own personal fitness journey, I knew how toxic the the fitness industry could get. And so I started thinking about this concept of fitness for the rest of us, you know, like for people who have to go to work and take care of the kids and you know, somehow find fitness in there, that's Mm -hmm. who I wanted to help. And as time went by the the title the casual athlete really just came to me you know I I realized that you know there's a ton of people out there who want to be fit and active and athletic but also need to live their normal lifestyle so they want to be casual athletes after all I had been through I realized I was one and that's that's why I named it so my why is to go out there and help people who are were or are in the same situation I was in when I had my Epiphany when I had my big growth. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been the biggest driving force in my life to date. Wow. And you do with so many incredible people. Um, just
1: some of the stories that you've you've mentioned to me, or you see on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, casual athlete. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. You, you're dealing with all these incredible people that do have. Um, like they do have their own, their own issues and they're working mm-hmm. through them and the, you're giving them
5: the ability to experience all these um, absolutely amazing things and that's, that's really cool. Well, it's been, um, it's been the key. You know, if I want to say fitness for the rest of us, mm-hmm. I literally have to mean all of us. Yeah. I find that the concept of fitness really surrounds people who are already fit you'll see it in the advertisements and you see it literally everywhere Mm -hmm. but uh, we don't talk a lot about what fitness might be like for a quadriplegic yeah we don't talk a lot about what fitness might be like for somebody who's literally completely paralyzed right or somebody who's taking their first steps after a major stroke or somebody who's challenging a a phobia Mm -hmm. to try to get over something like that often we think of people who already come in with preset. They have the tools to do well, right? Um, And we don't think about those people who need to have tools put into their toolbox first. And so I don't stray away from clients who have severe disability, and I don't stray away from clients who have mental illness. In fact, I want to bring them in because I know how hard it is to have a broken back and have a broken spirit and try to go into a gym where you're surrounded by very fit, beautiful people Mirrors, equipment, a lot of stuff you don't know, a lot of yeah. anxiety. It's yet, uncomfortable you know, yeah, sure, it yeah. is. Yeah. And so, what I do is, I thought, you know what? If somebody had come to my house and just said, "Greg, get, get up, get up off the couch," you know, and and move and try and mm. anything, yeah. and I know that I would have recovered a lot faster, and, and emotionally and physically. And so, through that lesson, I don't want to discount. Anybody from fitness. I have clients who are Awesome, awesome athletes and I have others who are awesome awesome people who want to learn how to be an athlete in their own capacity If we put people inside a structure if we put them inside of a bubble we automatically limit them If we open it up and we make these plans around who that person is then we see the true personality I think Mm -hmm. well We have just under
0: a minute left, or just, just about a minute left. Can you tell us one story, one inspirational story one of your clients? Best
5: inspirational <laughs> yeah. story I can tell in a minute. Um, his name is <laughs> John, and John is a awesome guy, and he had just suffered a, uh, well, he was about to suffer a stroke, and um, there was a situation at the hospital where they were going to give him a drug that was going to help him out. It's like a one in a billion <laughs> chance that it's <laughs> going to go wrong, and it went wrong, and it caused oh. a massive stroke in him. He, uh... He worked and he stretched and he did all these things and nothing was working and uh, we we built up his strength he started to stand up on his own and mm-hmm. I just kind of had this I could see that he was struggling with his spirit so I'm like you know what John today's workout isn't lifting weights isn't standing up today's workout is is walking
4: mm-hmm.
5: you got to walk from here to there and not only did he walk from here to there he Almost walked like out of the room straight to the chair in his living room it was wow. amazing That's so that That is incredible yeah that is yeah. incredible
0: And coming up next is Think Beer right after the break.
3: Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein food. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That is really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV.
4: Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. For 25 years, you've been helping to make our roads safer by doing the right thing.
0: You've been the designated driver. You've stayed over, called home. You've called a cab or a friend and planned ahead. Let's keep doing the right thing. Support Sober Drive-In by getting yourself and your friends home safely.
5: Do the right thing. Visit arrivealive.org to find out more. Arrive Alive. Drive Sober.
8: sir i mean i know you're the instructor and everything but we can't carry the ball how can we get a decent shot at the
9: uh, peach basket
4: (laughs) (laughs) all right maybe we can't allow a carry of a couple of steps and mr naisman sir it sure slows things down having to climb up here every time well then let's cut the bottom out of the basket Ah, but i need these baskets back Years after James Naismith from Almont, Ontario invented it, basketball was being played by hundreds of millions of people around the world.
7: Brewery on Powerline Road just outside of Brantford and we are today in their hop yard because we're going to talk about hops. Hops is one of the main ingredients in beer and it's used for both aroma and bittering. Depending on which quality that you want is how the brewer selects the hops for the beer. Some of the profiles you might get are citrus, floral, grassy, piney, resiny, herbal, There's quite a variety that you can choose from. These are fascinating plants, so I'm super excited to be here today standing in their hop yard. And it's actually harvesting, so tomorrow they're going to be harvesting these all down. They're going to be drying them, and they're going to be putting them into pellet form to be making glorious beer out of. You can see that they're almost 18 to 20 feet high, and that's actually how high hop plants grow. The vine circles up the trellises that they've created here. And it takes two to three years for these plants to reach maturity. So it's a long commitment when you're starting to grow hops. You don't just plant them and the first year, have these beautiful cones to make beer out of. It's actually quite the process, and it takes you two to three years to be able to create beer out of these hops. When they're in their prime, they're growing a foot a day. So it's super cool when you can look up those shots kind of online and find people that have done time lapses of hops, and you'll actually see them coiling up foot a day. So it's amazing, the timing. You wake up in the morning and it's like they've already grown taller than you are, which is pretty cool. Hops need a certain climate to grow in and we're kind of fortunate to be in the area that we are in Canada to have these around us. So they need a certain latitude that they grow better on and they need a dormant season. So these are actually chopped down uh, near between August and September and they need that winter to be dormant and then they start to grow again in the spring. So it does grow better in certain parts of the world. Uh, Germany U.S. and Canada along that certain latitude, they grow very, very well. When hops were first started to be used in beer, they were kind of a natural preservative. So it was allowing the beer to travel across the country to other places without going bad. And it was making the beer have an extended life. Generally what you might see if you go to a brewery and have a look is you're gonna see the pellet forms. So this is the way the hop cones start. When these are harvested, you can make a fresh hop beer or a wet hop beer, as it's also known, where you actually use the flowers as is. That's very, very time sensitive as well. So as you harvest them, within 48 hours, you must use those fresh hops in that beer. So generally what people do is they will harvest the hops, they'll put them through their dryer and do all the process on the the end, and then they'll turn them into a pellet form. So that lasts a lot longer, so they'll vacuum seal them, they'll keep them safe from light because you don't want them to be oxidized or um, changed by the light or the the oxygen. So pellet form is way more popular to be used throughout breweries across the world right now. Hops are also good for you. In 2007, they were the medicinal plant of the year. They're known to help with sleep besides having too many beers. They're known for helping with milk production. They're known for having anti-inflammatory properties as well as antioxidant. So there's many good benefits to drinking beer in hops. So the hops have both alpha and beta acids in them and depending how high those are, they're either used for aroma or bittering when you're brewing beer. The bittering hops are thrown into the boil and they're gonna be in there as they dissolve. When you're using them for more aroma, they're actually going in after fermentation or near the end of fermentation, which is called dry hopping. So you're gonna get a little bit extra aroma off of your beer. You'll notice when the flavor of hops are citrusy, bitter, grassy, floral, tea-like, the aromas can be very similar to that. But you could also maybe get a different taste than you do have a smell, depending on how they're used. So brewers do their research very well on understanding what kind of beer they want and what kind of profiles they want to add to that. If they really want a juicy, juicy IPA, they're going to use more of the C-branded hops like Cascade, Citra, and Chinook. It's pretty exciting. Um, how they can do that. And there's also lots of breeding programs, so they're now constantly making a lot of different various types of hops. There's something like over 100, I think, now that you can find. Obviously, there's ones that are more used regularly than other kinds, but they're making more and more. So there's cross-breeding programs where they actually are breeding hops to create new ones that have a certain characteristic to it that a brewer might be looking for in their beer. So here at Steel Wheel, they've got eight varieties of hops on the premises, and their brewery is coming soon, early 2018. Uh, It's quite exciting because they'll be actually using all the hops that they harvest this year, putting them into pellet form and using them in the beers that they are brewing on site. It's a lot of work to run a hop yard. This is about maybe a couple acres in size. And when they first start these plants, you have to almost train them. So as they start to grow up, they kind of want to go in any direction. So you have to take the plant and start to train it to go up to the twine, up to the top of these giant trellises. And they all go in a clockwise direction. So if you'll look around, you can see that these ones are all growing clockwise around the twine all the way up. So as mentioned, it's harvesting time. So tomorrow is going to be a very busy day on the farm. So I have Cindy in here to tell us a little bit about this machine behind us and what the harvest all entails.
9: Hi, so what happens is we'll have to go back to the hop yard and we will cut every one of the vines off and they get cut off at the bottom and the top and we have to bring them to a central location, uh, which is here at the harvester in order to get the hop cones off of the vines themselves. Um, So we're gonna gather up the same varieties, put them on a big trailer, bring them here and then we'll feed them through this machine. So this machine rotates and the little fingers inside the machine pick the hop cones off and then they all go into a bin. We want to keep the varieties separate, so then once we finish one variety, we're going to take those bins and we're going to put them in our dryer. So we have a hop dryer that we would dry the hops right away, and that probably will take about 20 hours at about 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Then we will uh, take those hops very quickly and get them pelletized because brewers like them in a pellet form and then they get vacuum sealed in a mylar bag that's nitrogen bathed so that they don't get exposed to the oxygen because the oxygen degrades the hops. It's fascinating.
7: <laughs> you guys put in a lot of work here, so it's very impressive to see.
9: It is a very labor-intensive kind of <laughs> occupation because everything is manual. You string it manually, the hop yard. You harvest manually. I mean, this is about as much automation as we get. It's the harvester. And wow. then after that, it's still manual processes. So we want to make sure as we're harvesting the hops that we pick you know, the leaves out because you don't want a lot of litter in your hops because you really need a good product to provide to the brewers and to brew with.
7: So no visit to a brewery is complete without beer, of course. So I'd love for Harold to share with us what we're drinking today by Steel Wheel.
6: We have a sample of an East Coast IPA today. It's a uh, big hop profile, not overly bitter, and a very juicy, grapefruity kind of taste. Of course, made with Ontario hops.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. 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 That's (laughs)
7: delicious. I've been waiting a long time to have a little taste of this, so I appreciate you sharing with me today. Again, I'd like to thank Steel Wheel for letting us into their brewery today. And next time you guys crack a beer, I want you to think about where the hops have come from. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
3: 7. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV.
4: That was good, let's go around again. That's fun.
7: Soul. Sol? Toast is burning.
4: Toast is not. Every time she has a seizure, she smells something burning. Now, if we can provoke that smell by probing the surface of the brain, we'll find the source of the seizures. Mrs. Gold, do you feel anything? I can see the most wonderful lights. And now what do you feel? Did you pour cold water on my hand, Dr. Penfield? Now what? Uh, What is it, Mrs. Gold? Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield, I can smell burnt toast. Dr. Wilder Penfield. He cured my
3: seizures and hundreds more. They say he drew the roadmap of the human brain.
4: We just called him the greatest Canadian alive.
8: You don't really get to see them, but yep. this is the pretty face that I look at when I am doing <laughs> stuff and debuting on things. Well, thanks, buddy. So, uh, yeah, man. Super excited to do this. You got any tips for me for um, your first acting job?
6: Don't don't ever break character. Okay, don't break be ma- character. Be a method actor. Okay, be Just own m- the mustache. Be the mustache. Okay, cool. Awesome.
8: You guys might not know Matt's a little <laughs> famous in these parts. He does a lot of our work. And actually, I don't know if any of you guys have seen Inception, but uh, Matt here, that's actually his favorite movie. He really likes Inception. Um, and is also just a really good director. So what do we have
6: here? Uh, this is the Red Epic. It's a cinema camera. Uh, it shoots in 6K. So many of you have, might have a 4K TV. Well, this is uh, 6,000 pixels wide instead of uh, 4,000. So, and we have it on a Gremsey gimbal. So this allows me a free range of motion with the camera uh, without ever having to worry about whether the shot's smooth. Um, so we'll, uh, yeah, you'll see... Uh, Basically, I can do whatever I want, and it keeps it perfectly level. And there's actually a little uh, inertial measurement unit in the bottom here, the gimbal, that measures which way I'm moving, and it counteracts it with uh, basically these brushless motors. Um, So I have a full full range of motion that way. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And if I want, I can sling it up this way and get some higher shots. So. That's what we're using to shoot the the commercial for November. You said this is a
8: a gimbal? Yep. Any relation to uh, Gimli from Lord of the Rings? That I
6: don't know. I don't actually watch Lord of the Rings. Sounds like he could be
8: his brother. Yeah. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? No. All right, well, I know what we're doing tonight. (laughs) Marathon? Yep. Trilogy? You got a couple days? (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, exactly what is the commercial? Like, what are we doing here?
6: Okay, well, as you know, obviously, you're, you're. part of it, but uh, we're kicking off um, the Millennial Network Group uh, second November campaign, so it's always a huge deal for us, we always raise a lot of money, and basically the whole idea of the commercial is Ben is just going to be running around town with the flag you see Ben with way back there, um, recruiting people to join the movement, the November movement, and so we've got him running past all kinds of different Brantford landmarks. And later on, we have a crowd of extras that are going to be like standing on different parts of the street. And Ben's going to run by them. And then they're going to look up at the camera and have like fake mustaches on. And then they're going to run as a crowd. And we're going to have a giant just mob with Ben running with the flag by the end of it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. We're debuting it um, at the Brantford Comedy Festival too in front of 1,200 people, which will be nice.
8: And just to clarify, my mustache is in fact real. It is not one of the fake ones. Can confirm. Matt, Matt can <laughs> confirm that. So yeah, so this is for our Movember campaign. Um, this is our second time doing it, where we raise money for men's health, specifically Movember, as you can see by the headband and the mustache. Um, we're doing about over 14 events actually in the month of Movember itself to raise money. We have different move events, which are going to be more physically active, we have a shave down if there's anybody down there who wants to sacrifice their facial hair and grow a mustache and support and then we actually have our after party which will be happening at the end of the month where we actually celebrate all the mustaches grown and the money raised and the awareness and all that good fun stuff and it's a sweet party
6: yeah it is a very sweet party you should
8: see mass dance moves oh, yeah <laughs> limbo pro i've seen i've witnessed him limbo and he is a pro and he does not in dress shoes so if anybody would like any more information about all the fundraisers and events that m is hosting for the month of November, check out our Facebook page. You'll be able to see all of our information there. Anyway, i got to send it back to you guys. i got to get back to work, or otherwise I'm going to get yelled at.
6: And action!
2: Benjamin, you know what to do, you got this.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed our commercial. I'm hoping that somebody there knows somebody at Nike because we could really use a sponsorship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love that, uh, that video. Yeah. We were just watching it and, uh, on set there. It's just it's so cool to see that all come together. It was like a full day of just filming. I'm sure the guys were talking about it in that the promo there. But That was just so much fun, so much work put into that, and yeah, so many people that helped out. That was, that was really cool. That did amazing.
0: Mm-hmm
1: um kyle how are things busy busy yeah (laughs) Yeah, good busy yeah season's coming up to the
2: end yeah we've got about 10 weeks left before we shut down so we've got three crews of guys running and getting a lot of work done so yeah. what kind are, of things are going well that's I'm,
1: I'm glad to hear that what kind of things um, should people be looking for right now in their like off for their roof like preparing for the winter is there any sort of prep that they should do or be looking
2: for well if you're if you're looking at your roof and you see things like lifting shingles missing shingles if you see crumbling and granulars falling off um, flashings coming away from the walls just anything that looks like it doesn't look finished or doesn't look like it belongs, it Mm -hmm. might be worth getting checked out. Um, It's definitely easier to deal with it now than it is once the snow hits um, just because, well, from a safety perspective, getting up there to deal with (laughs) it's a little more difficult than, I mean I'll do it yeah. And, uh, like anything can be done it's just a matter of what's involved and yeah. how it affects the cost can vary based on the conditions of the of the weather outside right. so you right.
0: suggest most people check before fall hits yeah
2: it's i mean right now is a great time to get out and look around and if you start seeing pieces of shingle laying around the house and grit yeah. on the deck or the walkways or just anything that indicates that there may be some sort of a failure spots on your ceiling that weren't yeah. there before or anything like that definitely a good time to get it looked yeah. after i mean You don't wanna be stuck waiting until spring because getting a roofing crew out to do a full replacement in the wintertime may be a little more difficult than what you expect, (laughs) so. That's fair, I might need you to come over to the house actually, the garage.
1: We've found a couple shingles lately.
0: We are now gonna head to break.
3: (laughs) Wednesday, I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality, Teresa Albert serves up a garden-fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV.
4: Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV.
9: After a night out with your friends, not having a plan for a safe ride home can leave you in a bad spot. You could end up riding in a police car, an ambulance or a hearse. These unplanned modes of transportation can be a costly choice and do not take you home. Your plan could include a designated driver, a taxi or public transit. Drink responsibly, choose your ride and have a plan for a safe ride home.
4: Visit arrivealive.org to find out more
9: anything anything at all he's that strong joe schuster will you stop or you'll miss your train now help me find number five
8: strong but by day he's a mild-mannered reporter
9: glasses you know a secret identity honestly you canadian kids
8: he'd be in this cape a what a cape wearing these blue tights a hero in tights
4: really here it is Listen, Lois, this guy is faster than anything, I swear. If you're not fast, you're going to miss your train. That's it. A bullet. A bullet. He's faster? No, he's faster than a speeding bullet. Come on, get on it. No one's going to read a comic strip about a strong man in tights, Joe. It'll never fly. Fly? No.
2: But he can leap over
8: tall buildings. Oh, wow. Yeah. See what your cousin Frank says in Toronto. Wait, wait, wait. Lois. I've got something for you. Take it. It's a gift. You never know. It might be worth something
0: someday. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your break and you guys have refreshments. We're here in the studio with, I don't know, Kyle O'Coy from O'Coyne Roofing well, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg Horton for the Casual Athlete so when we talk about this segment <laughs> <laughs> um i believe we're so the
1: uh the topic for this segment we're going to kind of have like a just a group discussion that was it was going well man that was solid That was solid um we're going to be talking about knowing your worth and the importance of of self uh, worth and kind of like the ability to say no to things because all all of us have our own uh, things that we do, things that we get involved with, and we get a lot of people that I'm sure we that ask us for their time, or for donations, or anything like that. And uh, in the beginning of any business, you always your first thing, and this is something that we're learning uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, you want to say yes to absolutely everybody. You don't want to miss an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to miss an opportunity, and then you get to the point where, because you said yes to something that, and all opportunities are good, but there definitely are some that lead further down the road and could be more of a longer term um, opportunity. For sure. Um, and It's just really important to know when when to say that, when to be able to say you know what no I need I need tonight to recharge or to hang out with the family or whatever at that
0: stage mm-hmm. and I just I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you guys start to realize in your early on businesses did you had to say, say no?
5: Want to you first, grade Well, geez, you know, like there's a lot of people who need help. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people who need—we all need help. Let's let's face it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's a lot of people who want to go there and, and help, right? Yeah. And so it's a, it's an empathetic situation to want to say yes, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you understand that I can help if mm-hmm. I if I do this. However, the one working with people with disabilities, we we say it all the time. The word that makes people powerful is the word no. Mm-hmm you know it's being able to say no this is not a good thing for me or no that's abuse even right if we say yes to everything we might be setting ourselves up for something much worse down the road simply by trying to make everyone else happy Mm -hmm. it is most important that we make ourselves happy first There's a, there's a difference between confidence and, and arrogance, and I think that by saying yes, people think that they're going to build their confidence, but that doesn't yeah. build confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Achievement builds confidence. Mm-hmm. And so if you see some, something that you can't achieve in, it's okay to say no, yeah. you know? And that's what can make a person powerful mm-hmm. in that situation. Right? Like that, you said achievement
0: gives you confidence, mm-hmm. so something that Kyle, you were started at 18 years old and you started roofing for somebody? Yeah, I started roofing actually 17. 17. So, I started working at that
2: full time when I was 17 and then I left my job and started my business when I was 21. And when I first started, you know, everybody got the answer yes because when you're first starting out, you can't turn work down. Yeah. You can't you know, you try to keep everybody happy because you're afraid that if you say no to something that well he's not, the words gonna get around he's not available or mm-hmm. he can't do it or anything like that and those things can be detrimental to your business mm-hmm. so you want to say the, your um, I guess your inclination is to say yes to everything yeah. and to try to do everything for everybody but you get to a point where you just can't do it and you have to be a little bit more selective and you have to evaluate in my case which projects are more worth my time mm-hmm. which projects are more profitable and you have to be a little bit more selective and When you start out, you don't really have that option. You have to take whatever's in front of you in order to keep the work rolling and to keep your guys busy, and then you get to a point where you have to, in order to become more efficient and to move forward as a company, I have to be a little bit more Mm -hmm. specific in what I do and only do what's in my best interest. So if that means some projects just flat out saying no or saying that we can't do it, or that we don't have time to do it, yeah. that's what has to happen because there's only so many hours in a day, there's only so many guys available, we only have so many trucks available, mm-hmm. and we don't want to start over promising and under delivering either. So mm-hmm. right. it's important to sometimes have to say no because we just can't do it. Yeah. But
5: yeah. A no from you could be a, a yes for somebody else. Mm-hmm. A no can build an opportunity mm-hmm. for somebody else. Um, especially in, in networking, you know, I might not be able to hit every single goal of one of my clients. I might have to say, no, I'm not the person for you, yeah. but I know just the person who can yeah. help. That's awesome. yeah. And so even though I'm saying no, it's not negative. And I think that there's this negative association tied to that word, where Mm -hmm. if we think something's a no, it's also something bad. Mm -hmm. But if we kind of open our minds a little bit and understand that there's something that happens beyond that answer, we could actually build somebody else up Mm -hmm. and be honest with the person we're working with about what our abilities and boundaries are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is a great opportunity for a referral because sometimes there's things that I just, you know, the answer may not be no, end of story, it may be how long do you want to wait? Yeah, and sometimes it gives a chance for a referral to somebody who can deal with it quicker. Who, as Greg said, may need that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or there's sometimes where it might be something that's not necessarily your specialty yeah. that you can refer to somebody who does specialize in that. And the end result, yeah. as opposed to you saying yes and doing a less than amazing job at something, could lead to somebody else who specializes doing yeah. a better job, and it yeah. could end yeah. up in a as a better result yeah. for your right. customer for your. Whoever's in need, right? Maybe somebody with an equipter. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: coin roofing.
0: <laughs> 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 Roof your coin.
5: Uh, so, with that, I like how you phrased that, man. That was really like on point. Really on point. <laughs> um, when we, when we're turning. People down or we feel like we're turning people down we feel like we're letting them down too mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes we feel like that's reflecting on our ability as well you know mm-hmm. and uh, so to say no even though you have all the ability and all the tools you know you might what you what you might be r- running yourself into a mm-hmm. dead end yeah you know um, and there's no point in doing that because what that's going to do is it's hurt you in the end right mm-hmm. your no also establishes what 's okay with you and what 's not okay with you mm-hmm. as as a millennial generation. I think that we 're starting to wake up and think that you know maybe the customer isn 't always right. <laughs> you know maybe the customer yeah. needs something first to yeah. be right, and maybe yeah. I can provide that or maybe i can't and so if i can 't provide that thing, um, then i can 't give you an honest answer other than no, I need to protect my business too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are passionate about their business, they don't want to it's not a good idea to be giving that up just to to everybody. You right. want to have the customer that suits you and you want to suit as many customers as right. possible.
9: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. So in the last thirty seconds, I have to ask, is there some point now we've talked about worth, it hasn't been price. Is there a point when you guys had started out, did you have to raise your prices knowing your worth? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that didn't take 30 seconds.
5: <laughs> my, my first price was free, and yeah. I locked myself in, and I got a client who I am training for absolutely free yeah. whenever she wants, and I have absolutely no problem with that. Paige, shout out to you. Um, <laughs> hey, Paige. <laughs> but then as I went on, I realized I had a skill set, and then I had to sell that.
0: That's awesome. Now we'll go back to that. We're just going to take a quick break. I'll see
5: you guys after.
3: At seven. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV.
4: When all seems lost, a few brave souls can save everything we've ever known. The
6: operation is over.
8: We're not keeping up on prime, okay?
9: Oh my god! You take a picture of me? Yeah. Sorry? Ah! Ah! We would like to come back up now! Ah!
4: Your visit isn't really necessary. I'll judge for myself. I know you're an MP, Miss McPhail, but a woman has never- I am not leaving till I do.
6: civilized. If those appalling conditions don't change, that
4: prison will explode. Perhaps our lone lady member is too fragile to know what is normal in a prison.
0: Is this normal?
4: Her courage would lead to the overhaul of the entire Canadian penal system. Agnes McPhail, Canada's first woman MP.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You caught us off guard there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see you there. <laughs> we're gonna be playing a little bit of a game today. We're gonna change things up. and We're gonna do a word association. That's what you're calling it? Yeah, we'll call it. Until we in the <laughs> comments below, uh, talk about
1: or in TV mail in um, some ideas for what this game could be called. Um, so we're gonna try it out and see see what happens. I'm gonna write them down. This is gonna <laughs> be good.
0: So are we gonna go with the first one for Kyle?
1: No, they both do it at the exact same time. Oh, so we're okay. going to say, like, the first one is going to be, it's going to be fruit. So then what we're going to do, so we... Patty's giving me a hard time in my ear right now. What's she, what's she, because... Spider monkey. Oh, yeah, well, that's okay. So how this is going to work, and maybe we'll just explain a little bit more about the games, because I'm assuming that Patty wants a little bit more time and space in there. Is that what's? she, she No. No? Oh, okay, okay, well, that was a solid guess. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so for the, first, for the first six to eight shows, we're going to have, be doing different games. So the very first one... Was the pie in the face game. The second one was the uh, the booty box shake or something like that, <laughs> um,
0: which we, we really wanted to do. One is going to be the, the Lego Firewalk. So oh no! <laughs> so no, we're working no, on no. it. Oh, guys, we're working on it. I'm so glad uh, I have But eventually,
1: <laughs> eventually we'll have a wheel to a wheel to spin, and it'll have the different games on it, and then that's how we'll decide what game to play. But today it's word association. Um, so, for the first word, so you just as soon as we say the word, you just blurt out exactly the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, and we'll just go through ADHD it, we'll just see what happens. Could be Keep, it clean, <laughs> yeah. Keep it clean, please. Yeah.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: okay, you guys ready? Yeah, ready, sure. ready, Both get the thumbs up. Born, born ready. Yeah, oh, yeah. Born <laughs> ready right on. Okay, so the very first one, as we already know fruit, apple, pineapple. <laughs> That's <sounded> pretty close. <laughs> uh, the second one, vegetable, Carrot. Cucumber. No. Interesting. Interesting choices. Uh, city. Toronto.
5: Frankfurt. Fair enough. Um, band. Our Lady Peace. Oh, jeez. I don't listen to enough music. <laughs> <laughs> I just work.
1: Uh, province. Ontario. Ontario. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's when all the lights go High off. Five. It goes <laughs> crazy. Yeah. High fives all around, yeah. Um, uh, brewery. Thunder nice Brewing Co-op.
2: Uh, hockey team. Leafs.
5: Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Hey, uh,
2: I'm not a fan, but it's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> <that's fair. laughs> I think I just uh, lost some customers there.
1: <laughs> just ignore that. Yeah, I'm not. Just ignore that, yeah. Uh, next one, football team. Packers. Raiders. Uh, shape. Square. Right <laughs> 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 um, we got two. Ding, 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 ding. Buzzer, high fives, it's all good. Um, actor. Brad Pitt handsome oh, boy uh <laughs> good man tom Sorry, hanks
2: tom hanks all right for some reason i just thought about
6: <laughs>
2: um actress claire danes angelina
1: jolie <laughs> Brad. yeah it works okay right on um baseball team Jays. jays right on three ding 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 yeah. high fives all around smoke smoke comes a out. lot of smoke yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's not doing so lasers too yeah
4: yeah oh, i like it looks good i like it right? i like it
1: we'll see if it's in the budget um
0: <laughs> country canada Belize <Philly's>. whoa <laughs> my girlfriend actually just found flights there all around 300 bucks what yeah
5: you're gonna to have to hook me up with that. How do you get a flight anywhere
0: if <laughs> my yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, no, well, <laughs> if you want,
5: my wife's gonna be pissed. <laughs> um, uh, appropriate, man. color? <laughs> Blue. Blue. Ooh, weird. Yeah, I
1: like it. I like it. Is that three or four? That's, that's four, four for sure. Four, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, arms are connected. In the air. Yeah, in yeah exactly. It's all, it's all <laughs> gonna happen. I, I love the fact that you're adding to the list and it's just <laughs> random stuff. It's just random stuff now. So <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Couch. Chair, Chesterfield.
1: (laughs) Chesterfield?
2: I
0: just said chair because I'm sitting in a chair, not a couch.
1: These chairs, everything provided by Ashley Furniture. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. And Kevin and Tyler. Um, Cup. Stein. Mm Beer.
2: Beer. I like it. I like it. Square. Cube. (laughs) Now you're just like really. just messing with us.
1: I'm just reading off
2: the teleprompter here, this manual teleprompter. That's uh, some high-tech stuff you got there.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Floor. Tile. Carpet. <laughs> Money. Cash. Terrible.
1: How dare you. <laughs> Take it back. Red. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking green. <laughs> Money. Red, green. Oh. <laughs> table.
0: Actually, round, round or, table. Round table? Yeah, I like King Arthur. I like them. Yeah, He's these are man. just, yeah, <laughs> not going well for me now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Give me a hard one. Okay. It, it says cannabis. Okay. Cannabis. Edibles?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> the next one? I can read this one. <laughs> yeah. iPhone 8.
0: Junk. My next phone. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too, for sure. How about say something about Patty, our director? What, is it, what comes to mind? Pretty, smart, <laughs> funny. <laughs> not, a, not a baby boomer. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's a lie. She is a baby boomer. <laughs> she got so mad at me today about that. I blame the economy on her, she's a baby woman.
5: Do we have to <laughs> Just passing it on to like, the... Do we have to say it a certain way on yeah. the show?
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're
0: throwing to music now. Thanks for watching. Everyone have a great Thank night. You. Have a great night. <laughs>
4: what lets you be free Again dawn has loss is broken Seem to have been ages since we've last spoken Here I lay my final token I just called Call the
0: Rogers TV viewer response line, email us, or connect with us on social media.
3: Wednesday, I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a uh, garden-fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV.
4: Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8pm. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. I'm Phil Scott,
6: and I've been a volunteer here at Rogers for over 35 years.
5: What I enjoy at Rogers is talking to different people in the community, and whether you're in the studio or working on a mobile, you really get to learn the professional way of of doing things. You can come into Rogers not knowing anything, and they teach you everything.
0: Rodgers TV, Brantford.
8: Welcome to Ringers vs. Regulars. I'm your host, Justin Fota. Today we've got another great match as Jackie and her partner Rich are getting set to take on the all-star team of Brad Lucas and Steve Barnhart. Before we get going, let's learn a little bit more about our
5: competitors.
6: We met at a pool hall probably about 22 years ago,
0: I'd say. We've, since we've been best friends, he's the best man at my wedding. We've been playing pool together for 20 years. We play on teams all the time, tournaments together. Gold with tournaments, Golf.
5: we've been to South Carolina, Nationals, Rally in the Chicago,
0: Valley, Dallas,
4: Chicago,
5: Vegas. Everywhere top takes you. I think what makes a
6: good team is being able to deal with what the other person leaves you. You don't always get perfect shape or that, but if you can just bear down and take on the next shot without you know complaining about what the guy left you or what you leave the other guy, that makes a good team.
4: Our styles are
6: different.
5: I'm more aggressive, he's more passive. I'm definitely more inclined to play a safety where he's more likely to go for it. Go for the run out all the time. I know Jackie from leagues here and Rich Evans I
0: recognize from Guelph. Uh, I think we got a good shot if we play our game. We should win. predict
6: a 3-1 win.
7: Brad and Steve are both excellent players. They're in tap, so I play with them in league. Um, I know they're both very talented. Steve especially is a very smart player. He knows the game really well and he's great with angles. I have a feeling that a defensive game is not going to work against him.